this episode is going to be about what is trading and what is investing. And I'm going to start with a little bit of a story. Um, back when I was in my 20s at Christmas, my ex-mother-in-law used to give everybody a check for anywhere from 700 to $1,000. And it was always a weird amount. It was always like $723.42. There was two things that struck me that were odd. One was the weird amounts and two, uh, coming from a working class blue collar family, that's a lot of money to give away at Christmas. And there were like over 20 of us. So um, that kind of piqued my interest as to what, what was going on. And this woman who was from, uh, I believe Antioch, Wisconsin, five foot four, maybe weighed 98 pounds soaking wet, took an inheritance that she got from her father when he passed away. I think it was about $100,000, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less. She invested it in the markets and grew it to a multi-million dollar portfolio for all of her children that she left when she passed away. The checks, by the way, were a tax mitigation strategy that her accountant had put together for her where she could gift a certain amount of money each year to uh, individuals to help lower her tax exposure. That was probably one of the first things that got me interested in the market and what you could do in the marketplace. So let's talk about trading versus investing. So for a lot of people, investing usually ends up some type of hobby um, as opposed to a full-time pro uh, profession. And there's some things that you can do in investing. Um, you know, one of the older strategies is, uh, is kind of the Warren Buffett strategy, the buy and hold until you're old. Um, if you really want to do some work, you can do some research and investigate what they call undervalued companies and try to, you know, piece together the tea leaves to see if, uh, there are some secret valuations that people aren't recognizing in a company. And the idea is, is if you can identify those things and find a company that's undervalued, then you buy it. And it, over time, it should grow into its value um, prospects. Another strategy that I ran across when I was going through and learning all about uh, investing in money, um, it was the buy what you know strategy. And that was uh, Peter Lynch's idea. And that actually made a lot of sense to me. Um, he basically said, go to the mall and walk around and see where the big crowds are, see what people are buying. And if that's a public company, then those are the stocks that you should be buying too. Um, and uh, those were one of the things that I used when I was starting out and that actually worked pretty well. Um, but like I said, for a lot of people, um, investing is just a hobby. Whereas trading, is something completely different. I would 
say to you that trading is a business as opposed to a hobby. And if you're going to be successful at it, you have to treat it like a business. It requires operating capital. And I'll go into that in specific detail in future podcasts. But the short thing I want to say about operating capital is it is proportional to the level of income that you expect to make. So don't think you're going to, you know, put a thousand dollars in a trading account and make multi-million dollar uh, returns. That's just not realistic. It's just like any other business. You have to capitalize it properly to um, operate it successfully. The next thing that is required in training is it requires a repeatable strategy. So something that you basically do over and over again to uh, make the money. One of the best uh, pieces of advice that I got from uh, a mentor in the trading world was you will know when you were when you are very successful trading because it will be excruciatingly boring and what he meant was you're just taking a strategy and you're repeating it over and over and over and over again um and it's not you know very intellectually stimulating but uh he was right when you finally figure it out it's just something you do over and over and over again. Um, and because of that repetitiveness, this is what uh, tangles up some traders. And I will get into that in uh, detail when I do a podcast on trading psychology. Related to that, trading requires a lot of discipline. Um, it's not a willy-nilly kind of thing. You have to, like you would in any area of expertise, um, and specifically sports comes to mind. So if you want to be the best downhill skier, you have to ski a lot. If you want to be the best bodybuilder, you have to lift weights a lot. Um, if you want to be the best archer, you have to shoot a lot of arrows. Um, it's the same thing with trading. If you're going to be good at trading, you're going to have to do a lot of trades. You're going to have to kind of develop a, a sixth sense uh, as to when to get in, when to get out. Um, but I just wanted to make the point that it requires a lot of discipline to be successful. And not a lot of people are up to that. Um, I've uh, worked with quite a few people now and I would say maybe 30% of them have what it takes to be successful. And then finally, um, trading requires risk management and this is different for all different people because there's so many factors that are involved in the risk management. What I mean by that is how much risk you are uh, willing to take based on each trade. So for a lot of people, they'll read the trading books and 
I think the trading books say anywhere from 1% to 3% of your portfolio is an acceptable amount of risk. And that makes a lot of sense because you don't want to blow up your trading account, you know, uh, betting the farm on every single trade. You might be, you know, successful when you start. And that's actually like the kiss of death is people that um, are hot right out of the box. They get a couple, two, three, four, five winning trades. And then they think, you know, they've discovered the Holy Grail and they continue to um, ratchet up their risk. Um, and then they get whacked. Um, and they have a very short-lived trading career. You'll find uh, most of the successful traders are extremely averse to risk. They are very, very disciplined when it comes to the management of the risk in their trades. And they are very, very consistent. Really good traders are really freaking boring, okay? So that's one of the things that you need to uh, understand if you're gonna be a successful trader. All right, enough about trading versus investing. The thing I just really want you to uh, take from that is investing tends to be a hobby with a lot of people, whereas trading has to be treated like a business, can't be treated like a hobby. You will not succeed if you do that. One of the other things that I, said I would do on these podcasts is uh, talk about market uh, commentary. And I didn't want to do the usual boring stuff like, you know, this is what the cons consumer price index is and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just going to pick out things that I think are interesting and hopefully you'll think they're interesting. So the thing this week that I thought was interesting was uh, Elon, uh, Elon Musk's bid to buy Twitter. Uh, I think it was around $54 a share, which works out to be about $40 billion. Um, and you've probably seen stuff in the uh, news that says Twitter has instituted a poison pill to, uh, to get Elon Musk, you know, that pesky Elon out of their hair. Well, what the hell is that exactly? The reason this uh, resonated with me is I actually went through this in my 20s when I worked for a company called Prime Computer. And in 1988, uh, there was a hostile takeover of Prime Computer and they instituted uh, this poison pill tactic that Twitter is using. So let me see if I can uh, give you a explanation that mere mortals can understand. Um, it's basically a, a tactic to make the company less desirable to whoever is trying to take it over from a hostile standpoint. Um, and it was originally derived based on, uh, I call it the James Bond idea, um, where the spy gets captured and he has the cracked tooth with the cyanide in it and he cracks the tooth while he's, you know, being uh, tortured or interrogated and kills himself. Um, it's kind of the same idea, uh, except for a company. You want, it, 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 you want to make the company look as icky and undesirable as possible so that the pesky hostile takeover person goes away. And what you do is you flood the market with new shares. So you want to dilute the value of uh, all of the existing shares and then you want to sell uh, some of those new shares at a discount to existing shareholders. So that dilutes the value even more. And the idea then is, you know, Elon would have to pony up 
a, a ton more money. Let, let's say they they um, they issued a hundred percent more shares of Twitter, then Elon's bid would basically be cut in half. And in order to make it more attractive, he would have to pony up the money to uh, make it, uh, you know, desirable again. Well, what Elon can do, and I believe he, I've seen some articles that say he is already thinking about this, is he can team up with a bunch of other billionaire buddies and they can all buy a 10% stake or 15% stake in Twitter. And then he, he could uh, overcome the uh, effects of the uh, poison pill strategy. And the other thing to understand is poison pills don't always work because you have shareholders and the shareholders don't necessarily want their investment diluted in half or more or whatever, you know, the board of directors is trying to do. So don't be surprised if you see a, um, a proxy vote by the shareholders to oust the, um, to oust the existing uh, management and directors from the company and accept Elon's offer because he's basically offering a extremely uh, attractive and very profitable uh, offer to Twitter. So uh, stay tuned for more interesting information about that in the news. All right, last but not least, I've set up um, the free swing trade ideas. So if you're interested in those, um, go to the website, waywritertradingtechnologies.com. I'll have a link that you can paste into your, uh, into your browser to get there. And uh, go to the store, the shop, uh, click on the shop button, and there will be a product there and it's a uh, it's a PDF you can download with my uh, swing trade ideas in the fang for the fang uh, stocks for this week and you just buy it like you would buy anything else but it is free so there's zero cost and uh, it'll give you a little um, little report and you can see what I'm talking about and what I think of my ideas for trading those uh, stocks are for this week. So that's it for now. Hope you enjoyed that. And I'll be back with another podcast in a week. Have a great week. 